Ontario has a new top cop, but the process to replace the outgoing OPP commissioner was anything but smooth. Premier Doug Ford found himself in hot water after a senior Toronto officer with ties to the Ford family was initially named the new OPP boss. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. We look at why the decision was so controversial, what the fallout has been, and how the Ford government can move past it. The people of Ontario have a right to know how a friend of the Premier became the front-runner for the top job when he didn't even qualify for the initial posting. And they want... I've never seen a more anti-police caucus than the one sitting across from us today. The NDP... Laurie Goldstein is a columnist with the Toronto Sun. So, Laurie, Ontario Premier Doug Ford, he appointed a new uh, Ontario Provincial Police Commissioner on Monday. But this is this a process that has been, I think, kind of marred from the start, right? So take us back a bit. How did Ron Taverner's name first come up for the post? Ron Taverner uh, is a uh, longtime superintendent in the Toronto Police Force. He's also a close friend of the Premier. During the years where uh, Rob Ford was the mayor of Toronto, uh, Ron Tavner was responsible for the division that covered the Ford family. And uh, there were incidents where police were called to, to the Ford family home because of domestic disputes. You know, he had problems with, with um, drinking and driving. Mr. Tavner, Superintendent Tavner, was the uh, superintendent of that division. Doesn't mean he did anything wrong, but, but, but basically what we're dealing with was... Um, that the Premier of Ontario uh, wanted a uh, OPP commissioner who was a longtime family friend. And the mm-hmm. practical problem there right away is that I'll use the example of the previous Liberal government in Ontario. The Ontario Provincial Police launched three separate investigations of the um, Ontario government for various allegations of wrongdoing, one of which led to um, uh, a conviction of the former Premier Dalton McGuinty's top aide um, for destroying evidence in what became known as the gas plant scandal. So the mm-hmm. problem you have is it's not just he's a friend. It's that it's the, the process by which he was selected would have put him in charge of the police force, which is responsible for investigating allegations of wrongdoing against the Ontario government. And also, for example, what if there had been an allegation against an opposition member? What you have in that situation immediately is a perceived conflict of interest. How did the Ford government defend the appointment of Taverner? The arguments that the government made from the beginning were, number one, it was an objective process uh, done by an outside uh, search firm, and three, uh, competent um, people who who assessed it. Uh, The problem there is that under the original criteria, uh, uh, Superintendent Taverner would not have been allowed to apply. And the reason he wouldn't have allowed to been apply was that to apply for it, you had to be a commissioner or a deputy commissioner of another police force. Um, the, the person he announced today, uh, Thomas Carrick from the York Regional Police Force, which is a, a nearby force to Toronto, has been a deputy of that force and has worked there for 29 years. So what happened in the case of the first go-round was that they lowered the standard to include Mr. Uh, Tavener. Now, I want to be fair. Mr. Tavener is a good police officer with 50 years of experience on the police force. He's respected. Um, I'm not saying that he was incompetent, 
But the fact mm-hmm. that it was the premier's friend who was the one in the final group, I think, of three who didn't qualify for the standard, well, they, they lowered the standard. So again, now you have a perception of, well, well, wait a minute, he's the friend of the premier. Why would you have lowered the standard? The government said they lowered it because they wanted to expand the pool. But lo and behold, the person who, who was chosen was the only one in the final group who wouldn't have met that original standard of past experience. Why do you suppose that the Ford government would want to wade into something, even if it wasn't necessarily a corrupt process, had the whiff of that? Look, the, the premier never felt there was corruption. Uh, he says he wants to reform the Ontario Provincial Police. And in fairness to the premier, there have been concerns about what concerns aren't there about any police force today? Um, mm-hmm. So he wanted, I guess he wanted his person in there. Okay. But, you know, again, that argument isn't really convincing. What, you can't find somebody from all of the senior police officers in Ontario? In other words, he could have given Mr. Tavner all kinds of jobs in the government. Governments don't hire their enemies. They, co- they hire their friends. We all know that. And, you know, everybody complains about it, but that's the way of the world. That wasn't the issue here. In other words, the simple issue of patronage wasn't an issue here. If he'd hired him for all kinds of other jobs, which he may well do, the story will be a one-day wonder. Well, he hired his friend to do this, yada, yada, yada. But when you hire your friend, or now he would say he had no, he had no part in the process, but I, I'm sorry, everyone knew they were friends. So right away, you have a perceived conflict. How are the selection committee and the, and, and the search company going to be influenced by the fact that they know that one of the candidates... Uh, Superintendent Tavener is a very close friend of the premier. Of course, it's going to impact on them. How can it not impact on them? Now, the other thing in terms of the the allegation of corruption here, uh, the the New Democratic Party here, who are one of the opposition parties, they were raising concerns about this from the beginning. The Liberal Party, you know, they're they're reduced. They're not even an official party anymore. So they really don't get to say a lot about anything. But they were raising it. But then the the deputy commissioner of the OPP who was applying for the job, his last name is Blair. He's not related to Bill Blair, the, the federal cabinet minister, but he was the deputy commissioner of the OPP. And he raised concerns about this after he wasn't chosen. Some people say that's sour grapes, um, but but the concerns he raised were were, were pretty valid. I mean, he, was, he was giving voice to all this thing about there are all kinds of competent people. Why were the standards lowered? And then he had a separate issue, which was with his dealings with the new Ford government, which he thought were inappropriate in terms of, of, of outfitting a, um, a security vehicle for the premier that would sort of be kind of like, uh, it was described by the opposition as a man cave. It would have all kinds of things in it that you didn't need. And that um, Ford had expressed concern about his OPP security t- uh, detail because he didn't um, he didn't know them and that when the previous commissioner who is now retired didn't want to move on that there was a report that Ford said well if you won't do it or if they won't do it I'll get a commissioner who will so all those things were were sort of on top of it and then and then what sent it into the stratosphere was that not only had the government not selected the deputy of the former deputy of the OPP, uh, uh, Mr. Blair, uh, for the job, but they fired him. Uh, and that just happened in the last few days. And mm-hmm. they said that was because in, in laying out his complaint, 
to the responsible authorities. For example, the ethics commissioner is going to is going to keep investigating this no matter what happens. Um, Mr. Blair wanted an investigation by the ombudsman. The ombudsman said, "That's not my job." Um, so uh, Mr. Blair and his lawyer went to court to ask a court to compel the ombudsman to examine uh, the issue. And in those um, uh, documents and things that he that they supplied to the ombudsman, the government said there were conf- there was confidential information there that was coming uh, about um, you know the van, about about the security detail, and, and all this kind of stuff. And so they've fired him. Um, that will keep this story alive in the sense that, well, what's going to happen there? Obviously, he's going to sue for wrongful dismissal, and away we go again. So here we are. You either have your headphones on or you have this on on your smart speaker or in your car listening to the sound of my voice, and I know that means you're looking for news stories that matter, Canadian stories about Canadian issues. But I want to make sure you don't miss an episode. So go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you prefer and hit the subscribe button. And that way you'll get every episode right to your device. It's that simple. So amid all of this, we have the the concern about the process changing. We have the concern about the hiring. We have him being appointed over other candidates who may have been more qualified or may have met the yeah. the old standard. Um, we have one of the people who were upset about it fired from their position amid conflict with the Ford government. And then at the end of all this, Ron Tavener says, okay, I'm stepping out of the process. Yeah, I mean, and I think that was the correct thing for him to do. Um, I think that it might have been better if he'd done it a little earlier. And let's not be naive. Uh, I mean, first of all, again, I, I don't want to cast aspersions on Superintendent Tavner. There, mm-hmm. There's no sense that he did anything wrong here. I, I mean, you know, he's applied for his job. The, the premier wants him to do the job. There's an argument that, well, when the premier wants you to do something, you, you, you know, you, you buckle up and you do it. So I, I don't want to reflect negatively on him. Uh, but I think he realized, uh, you know, it also... And, and I want to be careful here. This is not about ageism, but he is 72 years old. He's been on the force for 50 years. And I think there, were, there was feeling by some that, well, if, if you really want to bring the OPP into the new era in terms of technological change and policing, I, you know, is, is somebody who's 72 who's been with the Toronto police 50 years and has a stellar record, is that the right person? Yeah. But I, I think also that he realized that that, that Given all this controversy, I think he realized, perhaps before the premier, that he wouldn't be able to be effective in his, in that job. He realized with the opposition raising concerns, with many in the media raising concerns, with this issue of, of one of the failed candidates, uh, of, uh, uh, Blair, raising concerns, who has now been fired. It's a pretty poison chalice for him to come in. And I do think, I, I do credit the government, because the concern was, okay, now there's no OPP commissioner. How are they going to get a new one? That there was going to be a whole new uh, search, and, and and however they did it, they have found this individual, uh, uh, Thomas Carrick, deputy from York, meets the criteria as far as we can. Twenty nine years experience in the force, all in York, um, as far as we can tell, not a controversial person. That's probably good because at the end of the day, the OPP needed leadership. And while the premier, like he, he blamed um, the NDP and the leader of the NDP, Andrea Horwath. Um, because um, they had raised the issue last week in the legislature after Tavner withdraws, Ford calls, says of the NDP, uh, you're, you're just cop haters. 
Premier. Well, through you, Mr. Speaker, I, I want to thank the leader of the police-hating party for the question. You know, I don't think that's fair. Um, I don't agree with the NDP on a lot of things. I don't agree with them on how policing should work. But this controversy was caused by the Premier. Now, does Tavener's stepping down in any way stop the process of the Integrity Commissioner's investigation into the hiring process, or does that still go ahead? As far as I know, uh, it doesn't stop the process, and it should go ahead. Uh, because Now, he will, argue, he will deal with a very narrow slice of this, which is the issue of conflict in the actual hiring. There were other allegations now raised by the former deputy about um, uh, inappropriate pressure from the premier's office uh, on, on, on the van and the OPP contingent. So that will, will go ahead. Once this has raised its head, um, others will be looking for from now on, does this government interfere inappropriately with OPP investigations? I mean, it, it, it's always going to be now in play, you know, even with the new with the new person, because I, I think what what the real story about here is, and I think uh, Premier Ford has done a lot of good things, but I think he has a problem with boundaries. I, th I think he has a problem with understanding that, yes, you won the election and yes, you have a lot of power, but you can't just do anything you want. Um, things have to be followed. Procedures have to be followed. So we, we have a, an appointment of a new OPP commissioner, uh, as you mentioned, the deputy police chief of uh, York Regional Police. What else does the premier do to move on from this? Like there are some other issues still lingering the handling of this camper van or the man cave, as you called it a few minutes ago. How do we get how does Ford get past all of this? The heat of this has really lowered now. Uh, I mean, you know, as long as Tavner, when I was describing it, I said it's like having an unexploded grenade in the seat under the premier's office that can go off at any time. Uh, so they've diffused that. Right. I mean, that was the main thing that drives it. However, there are all these lingering questions. And I think the, the way that he gets by it is we have a new commissioner. You work with him in a professional way that you know, the, the premier certainly has the right to talk about wanting certain things that the OPP improved there. And he, he would do that through his ministers. You know, they would they would come to the new um, uh, chief with these are the things we're looking at. I presume they have and that he's already agreed to them. Um, but the, but the way you do it, the proof is in the pudding. You you disengage yourself personally from this process. You you don't go publicly commenting on who would be a good or who would be a bad um, uh, commissioner. If you have concerns about what the commissioner is doing, you talk to him, right? Or you have his staff talk to him. If over the now, I believe the new commissioner gets a three year term. Most of these appointments are like three year, five year, ten year. They're renewed. Um, if after, you know, a, a period of time, like I think this one's three years, you don't think this is the person, then you say it publicly and you start a new search and away you go again. I mean, the biggest way to, to get out of these controversies is to simply follow procedures, tell the truth and behave professionally. Um, so, you know, they'll have lawyers now to deal with whether it was a wrongful firing or not of, 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 of uh, the deputy Blair. Uh, the premier should not be intervening in that anymore. He should not mm -hmm. be talking about that anymore. He should not be criticizing Mr. Blair anymore. It's all done. We have a new commissioner. Mr. Blair has complained about the way he was fired. He raised concerns before that about, about what he felt was undue pressure from the premier's office. There are bodies to look at that. There will be this, um, although I imagine there'll eventually be a settlement in terms of him being um, uh, fired by the OPP. 
And so, and let's move on. Now, now let's, let's move on. Lori, thanks very much for your time. Take care. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Technical assistance this episode from Craig Robertson in Toronto. Special thanks to my guest, Lori Goldstein. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.